When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, you. That's right. We are back with the You Podcast on Post Show Recaps. That's right, everybody. Episode one of season four of You is over, but we are just getting started here at the You Podcast over at Post Show Recaps. We are so happy to be here with you today talking about you. And with me, as always, talking about you is... The wonderful and talented Marissa Garza. Marissa, how are you? Oh, how are how are you? <laughs> A I'm mess. Doing, <laughs> doing great. Doing great. It's uh, you know, it's a long day, but we're here. And uh, you know, I woke up this morning with a good cup of Joe. Ooh. Fired up that. Fired up the coffee. Fired up the Netflix. Ready to go. Watch this one. Uh, season four is here after so many seasons of watching you. <laughs> I know. In the most recent history, we have arrived at episode four. And I got to tell you, I'm kind of excited about it. How excited are you about it, though? Kind of. Kind of? Yeah, just I mean, like... <laughs> just kind of. Kind of. I only watched one episode, but I think it set up a lot of good things. And again, I think every season is just amping up the social commentary, and I am here for it. I'm very excited that this season, and of course we're going to talk about it, but this season takes us to jolly old London town, a terrible accent that I just did, um, and a reason why the Brits hate <clears throat> hate us. Yep, that's my voice, everybody. Yeah, um, It's going to do that occasionally because I have something. Who knows what it is? 
Um, but we're going to work, work through it here on the U podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> the audacity of doing this show in London um, after everything that has occurred <laughs> with like the revolution like where are we going like, we're going I'm- with the revolution we're going with the beatles we're going with <laughs> harry and megan narrow it down specifically Everything. for me and you harry and megan is the yes. big news that's come out of um the greatest of britons and <laughs> and they're doing pretty much everything including having a stand-in for soho house yes that was which funny. i love that was funny yeah, I mean, I've never been to London, so I've only <clears throat> vicariously traveled to London through uh, entertainment properties. So yes, I am happy to be on this little vacation with Joe. In this first episode, I haven't watched the rest of the season. I don't know what happens. Don't make me. Don't make me second guess that's David. I'm kidding. No, no, you'll be happy to be on this little vacation with Joe, and we're happy to have you on this little vacation with us. Um, if you are just getting into you. And you have not seen seasons one through three yet, and you want to, then maybe recommend that you go to our own feed at postshowrecaps.com forward slash you podcast, where you can find Marissa and I doing an introduction, and then you can find us doing recaps of seasons one through three just for shiggles and also for everyone who wants to listen yes or if you've had your fill of the past seasons and want to stick with us for season four we have like a packed schedule we do for so we've got we're covering just the premiere in this episode Mm -hmm. and we're going to do spoilers then we got a feedback then we got a death draft then we got a part two premiere then we got the whole thing starts over again so we will be with you in more ways than one until the end of march so um the feed is going to be something you want to bookmark subscribe to let us know how you like it um because we will be talking about you all of the time please subscribe to the feed and leave us ratings five stars preferably because we're capricorns and we don't do well when we aren't being graded <laughs> we do love a good we do love a good grade <laughs> yeah that's <is> true <laughs> All right, so why don't we jump into it and start mm-hmm. talking about just overall season four, uh, episode one of you. First mm-hmm. of all, overall thoughts before we get into talking about the cast. He's a changed man. He's totally changed. Oh, yeah. He's totally different. Like, yeah. changed location. This time it's going to stick. He's totally new Joe. Joe John. Um <laughs> johnson joe (laughs) i think it's like really interesting that he's like responsible for other humans for like part of the day uh that was kind of surprising to me but i do like that he's really trying to like remind himself (laughs) to stay on the path like he's Uh really trying to remind himself uh it was interesting to see what happened with marianne i think overall season four started off pretty well set us up for a lot of stuff that i i I'm excited to see explored throughout the rest of the season. I think that episode one of season four was kind of the perfect appetite wetter for all of the us who have been just waiting and waiting for this show to come back mm-hmm. and have been wondering what it's going to look like with a bit of a European touch to it. And uh, with all of the previews that we've gotten, wondering what the gossip girlification of this show is going to look like right because we have in this season being introduced the eat the rich killer Mm -hmm. using 
cell phones to communicate with Joe. In a anonymous fashion. Exactly. Um, and I just love how meta it all is and how they're, they love poking fun at themselves and how um, Penn Badgley is not afraid and, in fact, is happy to embrace his old character um, and his old haunting grounds of Gossip Girl. XOXO. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the cast. We already know that we have Penn Badgley, who's starring as Joe Goldberg, a.k.a. Jonathan Moore, mm -hmm. who is now a university professor uh, masquerading in what looks like an Oxford. Um, of sorts. Yeah. Type university. I mean, the song Oxford comma plays is the first mm -hmm. song of the season, which kind of clues me in. And I always wanted to study at Oxford, actually. Um, that's something I never got to. I guess so. I always keep reminding myself that I'm not dead. I can still you study. Are not. You can, <laughs> I can still, still go study do and, and, and do things. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that idea is really cool of him just being at like the bastion of old money and success and power within great british like english society well, um yeah because he like walked around la thinking he was like one of these people like he walked around la judging la thinking that he was better than everybody else um and i mean he's still doing that to some effect in london but he is surrounded by people that are constantly doing that of him and specifically of him as an american so it yes. kind of puts him in a different <laughs> situation which every season will do but it's it's interesting to see how they're like dissolving this the story of season three and then um setting him up for like completely new stuff yeah for sure We'll, we'll try to focus more on the main cast because the cast a lot of for cast. this season really got just a bump in terms of the number of characters, like yeah. named characters that there are. I knew that there were a lot of people walking around Madre Lenda and we got to meet some of them, but I feel like there's a whole little group of glitterati that we mm -hmm. are uh, supposed to be familiar with. And, you know, they get varying degrees of story development. Um, Tati Gabrielle is returning as Marion Bellamy, um, Joe's love interest from Madre Linda. Um, and one of the things that the previously on reminded me of was that love told her that Joe killed her ex. Yeah, like straight up. I loved <laughs> the recap, by the way. I love that the recap was like done by Joe, like yes. telling the story and seamlessly like went right into the start of, of the episode. Uh, but yeah, like Marianne has this information now. She She's not going to forget it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Joe is still Joe at this point. Yeah, Joe is alive also, which is not supposed to be the case. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, hi, let me tell the world. And he says in the recap, like multiple times, like everybody knows I'm dead. Like yeah. everybody there knows. There was I'm a dead. funeral for him. Yeah. So I don't know what he thought was gonna happen when he shows up, like to find Marianne. Like she's gonna put two and two together. Like she's the smart lady, she's a freaking librarian. Yeah, you know? like she knows. Librarian, stuff. you need a master's to do that. Yeah. So she said so. You do. Masters of library science. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. His plan was a little off here in the in trying to reunite with Marianne. You're saying that 
unhinged Joe Goldberg yeah. had Not, a plan yeah. mm-hmm. that wasn't thought through that involved a woman. Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have the introduction of Charlotte Ritchie, not as you know, into the world of acting, but into the show, uh, who is Kate Galvin, who is kind of an a little bit of an icy gallery manager, a gallerist. She's suspicious of of Jonathan, Joe, mm-hmm. Joe John. JJ. As we can can we call, call him JJ? We call him JJ. I like that. Um, (laughs) She's suspicious. I wanted to call him Joe John because of a very, it would take too long to explain it joke from the movie, The uh, OC. Go with with your gut. I'll follow you. I'll follow where you lead. No one will get the joke. Let's call him JJ. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No one has seen the seminal Colin Hanks classic, Orange County. Oh, I have seen the... I have seen Orange County. You have? I have. I so don't, you, I'm 10 bucks. I will not remember this joke, but okay. I have seen it. So there's a part, Jack Black is in this movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and he, there's like a fire that he ends up setting at this like college mm-hmm. and the cops come and he's, and they're like, so what's your name, sir? And he's like, uh, my name is uh, Joe, Joe, John, Johnston, Joe. And he's like, your name is Joe John? so yeah we'll call him jj um (laughs) uh kate is uh as we learn throughout the episode the new unfortunate uh lady who is uh the object of jj's affections yeah like she's not fully like the you yet in episode one because he's not like youing her He's like, trying he, not to you her. But he's trying not to you her, but he's also like not youing her in his speech. Like he's not like, and because of you. Kate. Right. Like he's not. He like, almost does you. several times. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah, he's trying not to. He's trying not to. And but she looks I, great in green. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, we can have discussions later on in the season about whether I think this person is cast well. Um, but that's okay. something we can talk about later. Okay. Um, then we have uh, Tilly Keeper mm-hmm. as Lady Phoebe, who mm-hmm. is a rich yet chaotic socialite from an aristocratic family. Obviously, she's a lady. Um, Ooh, and she seems to be kind of the most of all of the rich people. She seems like the most kind of um, innocuous. Like she's the most kind of like, you know, she's not mean she's not uh you know trying to make fun of joe for his clothes or anything like that she's the most friendly i guess yeah. i mean i don't have str- like she's she's just she's, she's what fine. you would expect yeah. i think from yeah from an heiress i'm from a socialite yeah. who's been on the pages of magazines since she was 15 years old apparently um, then we have Amy Lee Hickman, who plays Nadia, who is a literature mm-hmm. major in uh, JJ's class. Um, very intense, very outspoken, has deep aspirations, loves storytelling, and also a woman of color from a working class family who has made it to what looks like the hollowed halls of a place like Oxford. Are we looking at LE 2.0 here? Is that what's happening? I think that's maybe what's happening. I mean, there has to be an Ellie or a Paco or else what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and since there are no longer There's little no boys Henry. running around yeah. being ch- chimney sweeps, <laughs> it's going to have to be this woman. 
dead. Oh, God. Um, Joe is the Mary Poppins in this situation? No, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, then we have Ed Spielers, who plays Reese Montrose, who Ooh. is an irreverent author whose memoir lifted him out of poverty and got him into Oxford and helped him to launch a political career. And he seems to form a bit of a kinship with Joe right away. Yeah, they both have crappy childhoods. Joe's yes. like, oh, crappy childhood? I'll be your friend. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah, and I think his his book is called A Good Man in a Cruel World. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Joe could have written that book himself. Exactly. I mean, honestly, I think that the reason that they get along so well, or at least have such great conversations in the beginning, is because Joe is like, just sees very much of himself in this person. Oh, yeah. And he's looking for somewhere to um, take his past attachment with Marianne and attach it to someone new. Exactly. In in the way of the kinship of having a crappy childhood. And I think it intrigues Joe that he can do that without sexual attraction. Mm -hmm. Tied to it. Question mark? Question mark? Um, I mean, I don't know. I've only seen this first episode. So, you know, there's time for stuff and things. And then rounding out the last couple that we'll mention... Uh, we have Lucas Gage, who you might recognize from The White Lotus, uh, season one, who <laughs> plays Adam Pratt, who is an American expat, the wealthy playboy son of a prominent East Coast family who is mm-hmm. dating Lady Phoebe and mm-hmm. is the owner of fake Soho House. I mean, he's new money versus the old money. He's old money in America. Okay. So like, yes. And thinking about this, I, of course, in between seasons, I was watching like a bunch of YouTube about you seasons and stuff like that. And it keeps coming back to, and this is something I will keep an eye on as I watch through the rest of the season, but, and I probably have to reread the book, but the great Gatsby of it all, Mm. I think is really coming into like, is really being highlighted here with the new money, old money conversation. There's a lady in a green dress. He talks about Hemingway all the time. Um, So, you know, I just, I'm just throwing that out there now, putting that on the field. You definitely should, especially given that, and we'll talk about this in a second, Joe's entire role uh, is to teach American literature. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, this is a show that loves its books and loves its allusions to those books. So, yep. Yep. and then finally, we have uh, Stephen Hagen, who plays Malcolm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who is a literature professor who uh, is hard partying, drug loving, and introduces Joe to Kate and the rest of the friend group. Yes, uh, we see a lot of Malcolm mm-hmm. in the situation, but yes, he is here. Yes uh malcolm exists all right so why don't we start talking about the season one season four episode one itself let's do it all right so joe is posing as a professor at again what looks like an oxford maybe a cambridge university um and we get the song oxford comma as i said to open the show which makes me think they're leaning more towards oxford without having to use the name Mm -hmm. his new name is jonathan moore which for those of you all who read a lot more than i do maybe there's some literary connection to that name that you all can uh pull out and let us know about 
Yeah, that'd be good. There's so many books. I've been trying to like keep track of books. And even just in the first episode, I was like, there are so many references here. I know. Um, so uh, maybe before the end of our coverage, I'll be able to pull something together. Some literary me. references. Yeah. I think yeah, that would be cool. It. I'll help you. Okay. Because there was something that was said during the first episode that I really wanted to write down about like uh, uh, an American who was misquoting a queer poet. And I was like, who is this about? And then I, I moved on to the next bullet point. <laughs> uh, so Jonathan, Joe, JJ, mm-hmm. is a uh, professor now and living in this amazing flat just kind of outside London, it, it seems, or in like a, a less uh, busy area in London. It reminds me of like Roy Kent's neighborhood and Ted Lasso. Yes. And also Notting Hill. <laughs> yes. Which he even said. He references. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and Malcolm is the person who rented him this flat. So Malcolm has uh, kind of the adjacent flat to his. Um, and they can see in each other's windows. Yeah. I don't know why Malcolm wouldn't know this. I mean, but he didn't know this. Malcolm seems like he's gone around not noticing a lot of things in life. That's I mean, yeah, his, uh, his privileged, he's like privilege blinded. Yeah. I was just kind of watching Joe profess, right? And then just thinking about what's going to happen at the end of this season when it's inevitably exposed that Joe was this like serial killer the whole time. Can you imagine if you learn that your professor was an actual serial murderer who had faked his death and killed his wife? And gave away his child, and then just showed up to teach you American literature. I'm not gonna say it has been done before. <laughs> like I don't know. Like, I mean, right now, um, students at Harvard are like um, protesting because mm. a professor was brought back into the classroom after many numerous charges of sexual, sexual assault. Yeah, and so like uh, academia is a whole other thing. I'm really interested in seeing how the writers comment on that because academia has its own culture that uh, could could be explored as well. I'm not saying I have experienced having a professor that had faked his own death and killed other people. Okay, and then that's good. The country. Um, I have not experienced that, but I, I quite honestly can't say that other people haven't. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you learn yeah, new things about people all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, Ted Kaczynski was like just at Northwestern. At See? See? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Joe JJ is mm-hmm. on what he likes to call a European holiday. Yeah, which, he's like living it up. Yeah, which makes it sound very like Roman holiday of him. Like, honestly, he needs to calm down that he's on a European holiday. It's called <laughs> on the run, sweetie. Get used to it. Um, I love that. Like, I think it's also during this time. Yes, yeah, he's like. I'm not going to get obsessed right. with anybody. But then he's like, the best way to stay out of people's business is to know their business. <laughs> to know all like, of their business. Oh, JJ? Like, yes. what is this? JJ. Uh, <laughs> the funniest thing about calling him JJ is that Mari's son is named JJ. And so <laughs> the only JJ that I ever talk about is just Mari's son. Shout out to JJ. Shout out but- to mini JJ. The good one. Like, 
never stop, never stopping, JJ. <laughs> um, so yeah, JJ is trying not to, but is, let's just face it, becoming obsessed with the woman who is with Malcolm named Kate, who lives across uh, in the apartment across from his, Kate Galvin, gallerist, um, who seems just like a very stoic, upper crust, hardworking hmm. lady. Yeah, uh, of course, Joe, JJ finds out about her, like just like Googles her and finds out all about her life. But also, this is just yet another reminder um, to close your blinds and your curtains and all of your things to make sure that nobody can see you because uh, there are JJs in the world. <laughs> and like jj's can't stop looking that's you know can this just be a friendly reminder to all people psa psa close close your your blinds because especially if you're planning on get working yeah (laughs) working quote unquote uh you know close your blinds yeah and what i think is really funny about this is like Joe spent like most of the episode up until this point, like telling us, you know, like not my circus, not my monkeys. I'm not going to go do this. I'm going to stay on the straight path, all this stuff. And then he's like, why does the universe keep doing this to me? I know. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I thought this was not your monkey. So close. So close, Joe. He keeps walking the line of getting like, so close. like you almost get the point. You're almost there, but not quite. I believe the song walk the line was written about JJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a flashback um, mm-hmm. and uh, to France. And it's interesting the way they have these flashbacks kind of woven in here. It does um, remind me of, I think it was, was that season two when Candace comes back and we like, mm-hmm. they see her, like they have a conversation at the diner and it's like spread out throughout the whole thing. And that's when we, the twist happens at the yes. end of the first season. Uh, it was very reminiscent of that for me. Yes. And I, kind of figured before the season happened that Marion was going to be in flashback because the tones were mm-hmm. cooler mm-hmm. than the tones for the rest of the the previews. Um, mm-hmm. So we get a flashback to France where uh, Joe has apparently gone everywhere to every artist haunt looking for Marion. He finally tracks down some of her work in a place in this open air market in Paris He gets an email address and is told by uh, the person there uh, that Marion is at an art fair in London. So what does Joe do? He goes to London. Yeah. Uh, Also, just another PSA. Answer answer the question you are being asked. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this lady is like, here is her email address. And also, she's in London at this art festival and like gives her him all like people don't need a lot of information to find things they had Um, to further the plot yeah i mean i get it but (laughs) just for your own yeah just for like for (laughs) like for protecting the safety of anyone else yes just answer the question you i also just don't uh if people seem suspicious even if i've been told yeah give out my email address i won't um do that like if someone comes up to me looking like joe all wild-eyed and it's like yeah this artist i'm really trying to track her down do you know where i can find her i'd be like nope never heard of her yeah and or at least like send a note like yeah hey "Hey, this 
yeah this or a particular up. guy yeah i took I, a picture of him is looking for you and now has your email address yeah and this whole time joe's like well, he's like i thought how far i traveled would count for something like so still dramatic so yeah. dramatic calm down joseph <laughs> um jonathan if that is your real name we know it's not um so we come upon a scene where uh jj is ostensibly following kate but it's not following if you have to walk in the same direction i did not know that did you know that no uh (laughs) so uh kate gets mugged Mm -hmm. by a couple of 'er Mm ne'er-do-wells and uh her watch is stolen and uh Joe uh, manages to get into Kate's car and just blow the horn very loudly to draw attention to the situation. So they run away. To be quite honest, I was very proud of him for that response. Yeah. <laughs> like on the level of things Joe could have done. Yes. That was like one I... of the best things he could have done. He didn't kill anybody. Exactly. He didn't punch anybody. He didn't leave his DNA right. anywhere. I mean, <laughs> Except for, I, I guess, the like in the car but um right. but he... i was wondering what he was gonna do because joe has a hard time restraining his violence yeah. when he does get violent it gets like fight club style like very quickly and i don't know this might be i've been watching the show for too long do you ever get in this thing where you're like have i watched the show too long am i becoming this person uh i like walked away from this going I need to remember that because that's a good tactic. Like that's a good thing. Yeah, to do. No, that is a good <laughs> thing to do. Um, it makes sense. And it, it means that you don't have to get yourself physically involved in the situation mm-hmm. because a lot of times when you get yourself involved in an altercation, you're the one that ends up getting hurt more so than the person you were trying to help. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was actually a, a good call by, J- by uh, JJ. And so Malcolm decides to kind of pay JJ back by having him come out with him and his friends that night. Yes. Yeah. We got to go to the fancy new place in town and like JJ is super concerned because he wants to keep a low profile. I think, you know, we learn more as, as the episode goes on that he's like, Oh yeah. Like people, if people find out I'm alive, (laughs) it's not a good thing. (laughs) Um, But he had told Kate earlier, like, don't call the cops because my papers aren't in order. And so he really just doesn't want to go out at this point. But he's also, you know, trying to play along and be nice to Malcolm so that he doesn't stand out in that way. Exactly. Uh, And in this conversation, we also learned, like, uh, Malcolm's view on people in general. Um, Malcolm has almost what you would imagine would be the upper crust English view on uh, the commoner, as it were, mm-hmm. or the proletariat, as they <laughs> like to call people. Like, legitimately <laughs> calls people the scum of the earth. Scum of the earth, yeah. that People are called peasants. Yeah. Uh, people are called all kinds of things. Yeah, I, I mean, I, what I appreciate about this is, like, if you don't think that people think this way, he's, like, telling you, no, people really do yeah. think they this do way. yeah and my favorite thing that malcolm does is uh when he gets you know a few drinks in and starts to go in about how actually it's the the rich who have the hardest time today oh yeah i mean and i love that joe calls it he's like wait and he's gonna say this in three <laughs> two one um yeah he he's you know the rich are the real victims here and you know uh-huh. um 
Malcolm's royal adjacent. So he's, and, uh, you know, rich people built this country. So that just gives him all of these rights. And he's really just like super victimized by the whole situation. I think, don't you feel, <laughs> don't you feel bad for him? I love that JJ was like, yeah, those are builders' hands. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> uh, this uh little club is so posh that they end up going to it's called the sundry club we all know it's soho house mm-hmm. um and it is where all of the london literati and their friends seem to hang out and there are actual photographers that are just posted up there to take pictures of the comings and goings of all of these rich people i believe they are referred to as paps ah yes uh, from what I... I learned from my Harry and Meghan watching and reading, <laughs> yes, they are known as the Paps, the which Paps. makes like it's just a little weird because Paps can mean other things. Yeah, <laughs> but I think in London that is what they call them. It's I don't just, know. It's like earlier when uh, <laughs> when Joe was like, "Can you explain pants to me?" Yeah, to an American. <laughs> yeah, I even knew what that meant, Joe. <laughs> uh, so. Malcolm has a great line. Uh, he has a lot of great lines when he really starts going forward. He's doing a lot of lines. He's having some great lines. Um, Malcolm says, "Women believing women is the burden of our burden of our decade." <sighs> like, and honestly, I, I had a pause. I had honestly, a pause. come on. I mean, <laughs> I was very happy that the show like put that out there, like uh-huh. as as a viewer. That was that was pretty good because. There is a whole conversation that's happening right now about, um, well, even just in what we were talking about with um, the professor at Harvard and the Me Too movement and all all of this stuff. And um, I just thought it was, we're just like going right in. It's episode one. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know, we find out what happens to Malcolm. He doesn't have that much time. (laughs) We're just going to use him to get all of these things uh out of a character and uh this is all happening while everyone's getting like super drunk but we know because we were introduced to malcolm before he got drunk that this is not he's not saying this because he's drunk he actually believes yeah that this is like the burden of the decade it the burden of the decade a decade decades are 10 years in case if you need a refresher this is why I believe, Marissa, that we must always walk behind the men. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would introduce Malcolm to a little movie called Women Talking or maybe oh. another movie called She Said, but eh, not going to be a factor for very much longer. I, well, I don't know if it would like sink in. Yeah, maybe not. Um, so, uh, Joe, JJ is having a terrible time. My gosh, he's drinking so much. He, I've never seen him drink this much before. He's drinking so much and he's having like absinthe after absinthe. And if you've watched Moulin Rouge, you know, mm-hmm. or if you've had absinthe, Say obviously, you know, but Kylie Minogue is going to come visit you. I and know. <laughs> like, I can't wait. Like he is, he is somewhere else this whole time and it was kind of interesting how the show kind of let us know that like just these like disjointed conversations all of this stuff he was definitely somewhere else yes he often is but he's getting fed all this absinthe 
And he starts to think back to when he ran into Marion. And mm-hmm. she sees him and her smile quickly goes to a, oh no. And then she runs the hell away as fast as she possibly can, which who can blame her? Yeah, I mean, good for you, Marion. Good yeah. for remembering. I'm glad you were running. I would have run too. Yeah, me too. So we get just like a little bit. We are only getting little bits and pieces of how this story goes early in the episode. Um, we find out that uh, somehow, some way, JJ manages to make it home. He With had, like the most colorful I was coat say, I've ever seen. It was, it was like JJ's Technicolor dream coat. coat. Yes, I was literally just going to say I'm that. Sorry. Well, um, that's enough for us, folks. Sorry. We're all good. <laughs> Let's pack it in. We came up with the same joke at the 34-minute mark, so we're done. We did uh, it. We did it. Um, yeah, so he's under his dream coat after a wild night, and he's just kind of like, you know, bopping around, mm-hmm. trying to make mm-hmm. himself some caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what mm-hmm. does he find mm-hmm. on his kitchen table but Malcolm? Just just a Malcolm. A Malcolm with a knife in his heart? It's a dead Malcolm. And a, a very missing dead. finger. Yeah, and like, he... do we need the missing digits? Like, can we drop this <laughs> this thing? I don't need any more missing missing toes. There fingers. are so many missing digits. I am done. How is he still able to walk and run so well? You think he would lose balance? So many I don't I don't understand. But yes, he's missing a finger. Yeah. And like just super confused. He's very confused, but the funniest thing about this is that Joe's mind goes to, oh, I must have murdered him. I hated him anyway. So it must have been me who killed him. Yeah. I guess I need to immediately clean up this scene and dispose of this body. Well, okay. So like looking at this from like a trauma informed perspective, like trauma causes your brain to like create the same pathways every single time. So if you see a stimulus and you're triggered by something, that is your your brain like firing that little program saying, Okay, this is what we do. So this makes sense to me that Joe's like, Oh, a murdered body in my house. I've been here before. I know what this is. I have to go like he just that program starts of that cleanup program starts. It's very surprising yeah. later that he, he wasn't the person. But to me, I, I was like, okay, this makes this makes sense. And it also just shows me how, you know, ingrained that pattern is in him. In him. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing that was not that he would do it, but that it was just so rote for him. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. just automatically was like, all right, now I guess I have a body to get rid of. And he knew like exactly what to do, where mm-hmm. to go, how to handle it. Um, and also like while the cops were over. So he had like some pressure, the cops were over at Kate's and yes. he had some pressure going on there. Uh, yeah. I mean, and he had to mentally prepare to drive on the wrong side of the road when he put the body in the car. So That's he had a lot true. going on. He had, he had a lot, lot going, going on. on. Um, 
I don't know if I would ever be able to do that. I mean, I probably would. Like, who am I? What am I saying? But like, men- the mental preparation after a night out like that that involved absence. Yeah. And then I'm just like, all right, guess I need to go get rid of this body and also mentally prepare myself to not only drive on the correct side of the road in this foreign country, but also to do it so well that no one pulls me over. Right. Yeah. I mean. He must have been on the Amazing Race or something. At some oh, point. That that makes sense. <laughs> Who do you think Joe's perfect Amazing Race partner would be? Honestly, Ellie. Yeah. Or forty. Like <laughs> Ellie pre her death, pre her sister's death. Yes. I mean. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but or even even her sister too. Like any like those two. Forty. I think good. Or forty. Forty would just be looking for all of the drugs. Yes. I think it would like yes. I think it would work. You're like, somehow. that's good television. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk body disposal. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. All right. First of all. Yes. Can we talk about Joe's baseball cap? Why couldn't we? We haven't done so in oh, three seasons and get on it <laughs> now this cap has been with joe since season one and this is his stalking cap mm-hmm. this is his murder cap this mm-hmm. is like literally what it means when like i have my thinking cap on like this is joe's go-to uniform of sorts when he is up to doing no good yeah i mean i think that's obviously a signal to the audience like this is the mode he's in at this point in time. Um, it also, you know, says, look at the people with hats on in your life. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, if someone's been following you on the street and he's wearing a hat. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's fair. I'm going to be looking at people like, with hats differently. Unless yeah. it's like a, a fashionable hat. Like, I don't want to be hat. Just baseball caps. Yeah, I like yes. Prejudice? Just, like prejudice. 
Yeah, no, I got it. But like shittest? I don't know how to say it. (laughs) Don't even get me started on how to say things. But guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was was there something you picked up about his baseball hat this time? No, I just thought that. I just love that it's made the trip everywhere he's gone. Like this, this is the hat. You think it's like a security blanket yes. type thing for him? That's why I wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense. I think that it really puts him in like, you know, in a mode. Like some people take Adderall to study. Like mm-hmm. Joe puts on this hat and it's just like, all right, it's it's beast mode time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just very ingrained in him. And I, I think it's interesting. Um it'll the- be interesting to see if anything happens to the the cap. Excuse yeah, me. imagine if or like yeah. what if they the cap blows away? It's very windy. It is. I mean, Mary Poppins has to fly in, so like <laughs> it's very windy. Mary Poppins flies in later in the season. <laughs> it's a really special episode. I don't know if I want to be combining the Poppins verse with the U verse, but sure? like uh, it, we're, we've done it. It's too late. <laughs> All right, I think that's actually just how you get uh, Sweeney Todd. <laughs> probably <laughs> all right so we're back to the meeting with marion marion mm-hmm. is running for her actual life mm-hmm. she tries mm-hmm. to get away from mm-hmm. joe but mm-hmm. he tracks her down in an abandoned building and she confronts him about murdering her ex and about murdering his wife because she's like well you're still here so obviously you're, you're not dead so you must have killed love right so here's the thing i love love <laughs> like i love that this character's name was love because all of the references to the storyline mm-hmm. in this season can be used as the personification of love so it's like if love didn't kill you mm. well love the person yeah. love the the action love the mm-hmm. feeling if love didn't kill you killed her or you killed it oh does that mean he doesn't love anymore you know what i mean like it just adds like a different spin to it but yes miriam puts two and two together that um there's only one way out of the situation <laughs> if your name is joe joe quinn goldberg mm-hmm. very true um joe says that he'll prove to her that he's not the person that she thinks he is and he'd never hurt her after he like pushes her up against the wall to uh-huh. disarm her from her knife that she brought could again a plus well done way to go but like on Marianne's part for being prepared with that um but Joe like disarms her and then it's like I'd never hurt you I'd never hurt you disarms her like in a very terrifyingly violent way kicks the knife away yeah I'd never hurt you you don't need that it's just like don't I because that hurt what are you like your words are telling me one thing but your actions are telling me something and your eyes are wild right now (laughs) so i'm a little frightened for my life yeah um but yeah uh he lets her go and we see that a strange man is bearing witness to them leaving this building the stalker's got a stalker I always love when the stalker gets stalked in films, <laughs> TV shows. Thanks for the clarification. I mean, I, I guess like if- sometimes I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stalker, stalker's gonna stalk, yeah. and stalker's gonna be stalked. I guess. Yeah. 
Um, so we're back to present day times, and mm-hmm. Joe, uh, Jonathan, JJ, J- Johnson, Joe, JJ <laughs> has managed to uh, get this body to the perfect place for dismembering a body. Um, some warehouse. <laughs> it's a sawmill. He's like, I know what I'll do. I'll bring this human body <laughs> to a sawmill where blood could be spattered everywhere. Because uh-huh. I am not Dexter and I don't know how to do this. So I will just bring the body to the sawmill. And just coincidentally, the one person on staff at this giant sawmill, also right. bad safety. Like, like I don't know what the equivalent of OSHA is over there, but uh-huh. uh, no, but this would not be. You should have at least two people on site at the plant. Exactly. But anyway, there's this one guy uh, who's going to go watch a soccer football game, and uh, this gives Joe the opportunity to, you know, take care of business after he uses the query comer search engine <laughs> to find out how long the game is or where uh-huh. they are in the game. I How thought long? that was that That's was funny. interesting. That's really good. <laughs> um, I think that it's interesting because London is the land of CCTV, right? There is mm-hmm. not a single spot, even uh, at a sawmill, that you can go that isn't going to be covered by CCTV footage, right? So I don't know how he managed to do any of this without getting caught on CCTV. Like- yeah, I think um, they're forgetting about this police state that is yeah. constant in this I mean, situation. I, I know that, like, you know, there's CCTV in the States, but whenever I'm watching any true crime thing about England, it's just wall-to-wall CCTV. Mm-hmm. Like, they can pick yeah. people up off on, like, multiple streets, see exactly where they're going. It's just mm-hmm. everywhere. So, I, you yeah. know, just, like, throw caution to the wind and there's nothing like dismembering a body to Cardi B. She likes it like that. She does. I like she, like that. Not only does she like it like that, but the Cardi B, um, <laughs> the Cardi B like love for this show, um, and then the uh, sorry, I'm blanking on his actual name, Joe's actual name, Pen Badgley. In real life, Pen Badgley. So do you remember from last season how Cardi B was like, I love you and then Pen Badgley was like I love you (laughs) and they were like really cute on Twitter so I love that this song was was uh what she was what he was dismembering the body to and actually um I think the you Twitter account today retweeted a a Cardi B thing amazing so yeah (laughs) go check it out (laughs) yeah it's it's just fun internet diving um then we get a glimpse back in time again to the Marion mm-hmm. and, jo- and Joe storyline. And we meet Elliot Tannenberg, who is in- mm-hmm. employed by Lee Quinn, Love and Forty's father. Um, and Elliot is the there to kill. Fan. Sorry? The tennis, the tennis fan. Yes, the uber the tennis, tennis fan. The uber tennis fan, who also happens to be very rich and hires murderers mm-hmm. um, and assassins. He is there to kill Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the person that witnessed Marion and Joe together as they were leaving that building. Um, Elliot says that he's tired of all this. He's tired of this life and he doesn't want to hurt anyone anymore. I don't want to kill anybody anymore. Yeah. I'm done. 
I don't want to kill. He's um, <laughs> he still wants his money though. So he he's does. like, listen, I'm not gonna kill you, but you got to make it look like we did something here. Uh huh. Um, and so he's like, you remember all that money that you emptied out of that bank account that Love had that you weren't supposed to know about? Well, I know about it, and I would like that money. And mm-hmm. also, here's some Deus Ex Machina fake documents for you. Yeah, I really was like hoping Will Bettelheim yeah. was going to be involved in this part of the story, but it was Elliot just giving he's him busy. A yeah, <laughs> he wasn't he's in available. the Philippines, living up yeah. his life. <laughs> the actor was not available. I bet. <laughs> so in comes Elliot. So uh, Elliot says, "All right, but here's the catch." Um, Marion knows that you who you are and that you're still mm-hmm. alive so you're going to need mm-hmm. to kill Marion and then Goodbye. we're square bye <laughs> okay thanks bye um, is actually how it ended um, <laughs> and so, so we're back to the present day and mm-hmm. Joe JJ sorry is returning the amazing Technicolor dream coat back to the Soho house stand in mm-hmm. and runs into Reese the author of that book that Joe loved. Like he and, says this must like one of the best books I've ever read. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's like a little bit uh, biased and blinded by personal experience in this situation. Very much. Um, yes. But yes, he's, you know, trying to start up, strike up conversation um, and also finds kinship in the fact that like Reese kind of sees this group of, new group of people that uh, JJ has found himself surrounded by as like mm-hmm. not the right group of people for him. Like they both yeah. they both see that group in the same way. Yes, and uh, so. Reese tells JJ like <laughs> JJ goes, heartbreak is always a catalyst to a new path that was like the best part of the entire <laughs> book for me and Reese is like so cool that was a lie <laughs> like, <laughs> I know I love that part <laughs> <laughs> but um Reese can see that like Joe has had like a super hellish life and even says like part where like people that have surrounded you haven't survived you know and um and so joe's like well this whole thing starts also ties back to the beginning of the episode when um joe's teaching in class and talking about uh, a short story that talks about redemption and whether redemption is possible and so reese is like bringing up redemption again here saying redemption is possible as long as you don't run away from yourself and face it all no matter what and this is the closest i've heard to like an actual healthy perspective <laughs> on life from right? any of the characters from the show um so it's really exciting to see if or how close to this JJ will get, but it's not right. nice to know that the perspective is in. It's it's here now. This perspective, there's an awareness of this perspective in mm-hmm. this character's life, and um, yeah. So Reese seems like he's got his head on his shoulders. He's definitely a capitalist. He yes. he wants to make money. Um, and he goes to Berlin, and there's probably more to him than I know at this point, but um. I thought this whole conversation was really interesting. It was. Reese telling Joe, try to do a bit of good going forward to try to counteract the bad things that you've done. 
Um, and as long as you commit to never run from things and face them head on, then you're mm-hmm. doing okay. And I, that, I found that to be true in my own life. So, I mean, you know, does that sound like taking a responsibility for yourself 101? Sure. But I guess when it comes from the mouth of a, a noted author that you look up to, who you feel mm-hmm. might understand your life experience a little bit it probably carries mm-hmm. a lot more weight. Yeah. It's like uh, Tina Turner is my, like Tina Turner and Jade Fonda are the people that I look up to. And if they told me, Ooh, I didn't you have to that. wear, yeah, yeah. you have to nah, wear nah, pink. Nah. I love Tina. <laughs> <laughs> like secret to life. Marissa is wearing a pink sock. Just one, just one pink sock. I'd be like, Oh my gosh. That's like, correct. I will how do many this. pink socks can I buy from Amazon today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think like at least it has Joe's uh Joe's ears open here because yes. it's coming from Reese. And I, I think there are other characters that have tried to tell him this throughout the series so far, but nothing is clear as don't run from yourself, face it all. No. Go from here. Exactly. Um, maybe they're seeing something within each other that would like lead Reese to give Joe that information, that particular piece of advice there. But I guess we'll see going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, so we go back again to the flashback to the Marion storyline. And we see that through a series of events, Joe manages to steal Marion's necklace, which he takes a picture of and sends to Elliot to prove that he took care of the problem, that Marion will not be an issue anymore. Yeah. And he says, I let you go to show you I'm not what you think. I'm not a killer. Right. I did but I am a very good pickpocket. Yeah. I did murder <laughs> you to show you that I am not a murderer. That's yeah, how you know was... I'm not a murderer. I didn't murder you. Yeah. Yeah. I was saving you by putting you on this on this train i think it's interesting that she is alive i did kind of expect for this to be you know not something that looms over um future episodes but that does make it quite intriguing that there is there are two people because we've got elliot and marianne that know about joe at this point yeah um and also uh ellie but Ellie's yeah, too busy Ellie. making that Wednesday money to appear on this season, I've read. Oh. Also, uh, shout out to Edgar Allan Poe, who showed up in this episode as well, because they're going to read Telltale Heart in class. Oh, right. The beating so, of the infamous heart. That, I wonder if that was like a little <laughs> shout out to um, Jenna. That's very cute. I, I like that. Um, I hope so. I hope that's what that was. Um So we find out that JJ is invited to a dinner with the friend group uh, that was all spending time at fake Soho house. Um, And just as he is going into this dinner, Mm. um, he starts to receive creepy text messages that disappear after a few seconds. It's like a more cinematic signal, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hello, you. Yeah. Surprise me handling Malcolm like that. Like what? 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 And I mean, he asked like a really great question. How did this get on my phone? Um and I have to assume (laughs) it happened like during that whole like 
yeah absinthe binge because he was looking for his phone and he, uh at some point and he was like where is my phone which yeah. is why i was confused when he woke up the next day that he had his phone yeah and i feel like this has definitely has gossip girl vibes but also yes. has a little bit of like an agatha christie yeah it because it's very like who put this on my phone and then mm-hmm. we see every single character that was there and that's like a definite like to me at least it had me thinking agatha christie right away because it's like okay now we have this mystery um on top of it and it's with a group of people and they are all very eccentric and they come from different places and stuff like that um but yeah these messages sound like something like that show past show would have said exactly it's very creepy it's and and i do love the way it sets up kind of the uh going around the table during the actual dinner to look at all of the different cast members and wonder is the killer in this room right now which one of these people would have the motive means and opportunity to do this yeah and also like the whole malcolm question of it like how how did that happen yeah and also like now that this person knows that joe can handle things like that will joe get manipulated into breaking his new code of conduct his not my circus not my monkeys mm-hmm. ethics i don't know it's pretty I don't interesting know. But I am loving it. I am loving the commentary on classism. I am loving the commentary on the monarchy and mm-hmm. just like um, upper class, new money versus old money. Again, if very big Gatsby vibes there. Um, I'm excited to see what happens in the rest of the season. I am kind of interested how what the experience is going to be having this split because um, my experience watching you has been binge- all the way through so um i don't know if like i don't know what i'm gonna do with that break i'm grateful i'll be able to talk to everyone talk to you and talk to everyone on the podcast about things in the the meantime while we're we're holding out for it but i think uh this this first episode did a pretty good job setting up some new things for jj yeah a lot of new things a whole new world really yeah um for jj and uh a really exciting way for this first episode to end a really exciting way to set up what we're going to get this season mm-hmm. and you know just kind of it's time to just kind of tuck in and get ready for some escapades with this friend group um doing all of the classic like like class uh laden tr- traditional things that people in england would do if they had this level of money mm-hmm. and this level of I guess, uh, notoriety about them. Yeah. It's just all very exciting to see what's going to happen next. I can see Joe thinking like he might know how to navigate this world because of the time he spent in Madre Linda and like all the time he spent with the Quinn family. However, uh, I think he will soon find there is a big difference between America. It's like on Downton Abbey, like Cora was like new money, but like the, down abbey family people are like mm-hmm. old money aristocracy and there's a big difference uh between the cultures of those two groups and so it'll be interesting to see him try to navigate all of that yeah it's gonna be a, a great season i think 
I think it's very interesting that we get it in these kind of five episode bites as well. I truly do not know what I would do either if it weren't for you and our listeners being able to hang out and talk about things coming up in the next couple weeks. Because uh, you therapy, you support group, (laughs) you, 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 who, you, woo. Um, all right. And that is season four, episode one of you. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to start episode two. Yeah. I think you're going to really enjoy it. There are a lot of shenanigans that happen. <gasps> shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And tomfoolery. My goodness. I know. Well, no more spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've already given too much away. All right, so um, when you all next hear from us, we will be doing a breakdown of the entirety of season four, part one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have so many things to discuss. I'm already very excited because mm-hmm. I couldn't wait and I just kept watching. <laughs> good and job I, holding. Oh, good yeah. job restraining yourself. Thank you. On the pod, not yeah, on the yeah, no, I Yeah, I was just like... <laughs> Am I going to be able to make it through this podcast without spoiling everything? And the answer is yes. So, <laughs> Good job. Huzzah for me. Good job. Um, so, yeah, we are excited here um, to continue to do this with you all. We hope that our viewership only builds uh, more and more, or listenership, I guess I should say, um, as uh, the season continues to go on. And we would just like to continue being your favorite podcast duo. Yeah, it's really, um, I love podcasting with Latanya and it's really fun that if other people enjoy it. So yes, we really appreciate you listening in. Thank you so much for listening. I love podcasting with this uh, Marissa Garza over here. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, support support your Chicago sisters. (laughs) I almost said that properly and then I didn't. All right. Um, Did you know that we had a Patreon? (laughs) Yeah, I knew that part. Okay. <laughs> I was going to try to fake it, but I couldn't. <laughs> but did you <laughs> But did you know oh. that signing up makes it possible for us to bring it's you podcasts normal? like these? It does? Sometimes. Okay, I'm playing. I'm playing uh, a lot. What? Right. Yeah. Hey, what happened? Um, so uh, if you're a fan of me and mm-hmm. of Marissa and you want more coverage of shows like you or you want more of this dynamic duo then please consider signing up for our Patreon at any level. When you do, you will get some very special patron perks, including our lively discussion channel of you, where we celebrated Happy You Day today. (laughs) I'm very excited to see the comments start to roll in. There are tons of people who are happy to discuss your likes and dislikes on our patron discord. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash post show recaps to support PSR and its podcasters. You can also check us out again on our own feed. We are at postshowrecaps.com forward slash you podcast. So plug that into your podcatcher of choice. Please leave us the five star ratings and glowing reviews that we deserve. We want the ratings. Give us the ratings. (laughs) Also, Send us your feedback. You can do that by tweeting at us, and we'll give you that information in a second. Or you can do that by uh, signing on to the Discord and telling us Mm -hmm. everything that you think about the show, about our coverage, and everything and everywhere in between. Find any good TikToks. 
Uh, <laughs> we love them. Love to see them. We, we love them. <laughs> uh, I would just ask that if you do bench ahead, not to spoil us up until next week, just because we will have, I mean, we as in myself, I guess, have, <laughs> have to catch up. Um, but it's it, so if you do tweet at us or something, just give us a heads up that you're. Of what you're talking about that would be yes. appreciated and and be sure to use uh spoiler tags and and proper etiquette on the discord as well Much so it's really just safest honestly to mark everything as a spoiler and just like, let us know close ex- your blinds on your conversation close your blinds on that conversation just let us know exactly when you uh like what episode you're talking about and mark it as a spoiler and and then we can all have a safe and happy and productive discussion together mm-hmm. without being spoiled on the season i mean we're talking about some pretty spoiled people yeah i'm pretty spoiled <laughs> <laughs> i meant the characters on the show oh okay yes make- also the characters. i was trying to make a funny i'm not as spoiled as the characters on the show no, that's for damn that's sure what I, was like. I was saying we are talking about I, no, I got it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yep. So we made it to the end of the podcast. We did it. It's the end. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Please stay tuned for more you. Yeah. Would you like to tell the people where they can tweet at us? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Mars Bars, M-A-R-Z-B-A-R-S. Also, if you're interested in conversations about National Treasure Edge of History, I've talked, I just wrapped up coverage on that with Jess Sterling. You can find that on Posture Recaps. And this past, this weekend and um, next weekend, you can hear me play uh, Dungeons and Dragons mm. in the setting of Willow in the Willowverse on PSRPGs, which was super fun. If you haven't watched Willow, please go watch Willow because it is, it's it's a lot of fun. But yes, um, other than that, if you want, yeah, Twitter's the place, bars, bars, M-A-R-Z, B-A-R-S. LaTanya, what about you? Where can people talk to you? What can can people hear you talking about? You can hear me right now talking about um, a couple tiny shows. Uh, The Last of Us, versus never heard of it yeah what's that (laughs) uh versus station 11 um we just had a really good episode four because they were both kind of departure episodes from uh for the two seasons of tv and both stacked up very well to one Mm -hmm. another um interestingly enough so that was really fun um i'm over there talking with josh wiggler uh about all things versus where we take two tv shows and make them fight um and we've already figured out what our next versus is going to be i just can't tell you but um i will say that it's two shows that people have gone pretty wild about in the last last year the last seasons of the show shows um i'm trying to figure it out yeah while you're, while you're, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and then uh soon you'll be able to find me talking about my sweet little baby grogu <laughs> and pedro pascal i just cover only things with pedro pascal not a bad, basically it's not a bad gig yeah it's a pretty I mean, great gig i'd also like to cover all things pedro pascal if you know what i mean Ooh. <laughs> i'm just saying it's pedro, <laughs> pedro. it's pedro um we should get shirts that say hey it's pedro uh (laughs) um 
yeah so uh you can find me talking about that stuff uh on post show recaps you can talk to me on twitter at lk starks where i am talking about all kinds of things movies television my life um my wife um and no i don't have a wife (laughs) i wish i did um and just all kinds of other things and you can find me um on instagram at stormborn 1222 posting the picture (laughs) posting the picture posting the picture uh just one picture that's it yeah i just got one picture i post over and over again (laughs) see if you can figure out what it is um yeah that's about it so that wraps up our coverage of season four episode one please stay tuned for all of the lovely you that we have coming up for you in the near future all right thanks so much for tuning in everybody goodbye with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.